spidey senses tingling. the podcast syndicate master who is showing no signs of fatigue. He's slim. He's the host of Your Paper Keg Podcast, episode 219. Welcome to Paper Keg Podcast. You know, three dear friends get together every week and we talk about a book that we've read together. Book club. You know, we're bringing, we're bringing it all back to Mr. Greg Rucka. You know, queen and country. Been on our list for a long time. Volume one, broken ground. And then we'll read your letters live to close out the show. Letters at papercake.com. And, you know, we're back from vacation. No time off from the show, mind you. Uh, although someone did take time off. Yeah, I won't mention any names, but maybe I will. He's back this week. Jonesy loves beer. He's a writer. He's got a hot newsletter going out to Patreon backers right now. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, as of this uh, recording, I've posted my third such newsletter. Uh, I've got a total of, of, I think, four likes in two weeks. So somebody out there is reading. I don't know who, but who cares? I'm officially published, and that's all that matters. Would a private newsletter technically uh, constitute being a published writer? You know, I consulted uh, my attorney, John Younglove, and uh, he has said that yes, that you know, according to the law, that is being published. Mm. Sounds like a lawyer from Absaroka County. <laughs> totally does. Brian. <laughs> Final living host. He and I, you know, were together last week on our vacation, our family vacation. We recorded an episode of Paper Keg with Adamity Local for the first time in several years. It was something I'd never felt uh, before. Welcome back to the show, VP and Merch, the brainchild behind you know the successful Patreon, Dale underscore A. You know, it's we're we come off a of vacation. Like we're going into vacation, we're always thinking about the show. We're like, hey, when can we record this? Where can we record this? Around a wooden table on the deck next to the spooky jacuzzi that comes on whenever it wants to. And while we read comics, our kids are off playing, you know, in the sand, things like this. You know, we're uh, inhaling the mold of our decently, you know, our decent vacation home but you know, it was it was moldy we have we came home with a little something that we didn't have going into yeah. vacation death i mean there was death a lung. there's a lark <laughs> death lung disease i think it's the technical term we looked at one of the vents in the, the high ceiling and there's just like these dots these spore like 
things on the inside. It didn't look good. I had some kind of throat thing happening while I was there. Hopefully it's not permanent. Yeah. I'm a shoe. Yeah, and just constantly going through your head about what, what could possibly, you know, what, what could this be affecting long term? You know what I mean? Right. I was. It's like you, if you don't remember something, is it because <laughs> you were t- never told or you were told and now you're forgetting something? You know, your wife's sending you back to the house to make peanut butter jelly sandwiches for the kids for the third time. You're, you're uh, making trips back and forth to the beach. Luckily, we're close. Yeah, you, you take uh, five minutes to lather up with suntan lotion, and then the next thing you know, you're being requested to go back to the house to get sandwiches for the kids. You go back to the house, make the sandwiches, you get a text, we're all coming back to the house. Right. You know, <laughs> Mind you, I'm still, you know, I chose not to put a shirt back on on the walk back to the house because I had just lathered up. I did not put a shirt on the entire time. I'm making these peanut butter jellies because I had just lathered up. I'm standing in a vacation home, making peanut butter and jellies, Topless. shirtless. It's. I mean, I was a sight, all because I wanted this, uh, mm, you know, the suntan lotion to kind of soak in. Yeah, you need it to marinate in your own skin. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't need it. Get, get some shirt soaking it up. How about, uh, you know, obviously the book club this week we'll get to at the bottom of the hour. Operation Broken Ground, Queen and Country. Long time it's been on our list. We've been keeping it a secret that it was going to be this. You know, we had it probably on for mm-hmm. 50 weeks for this episode. Um, Jonesy obviously back. We'll get to Jonesy in a second. Everyone just cool out, cool their jets, Jonesy specifically. Now, Dale, after we recorded last week's show, I think we went out with our wives. We had a little double date. No kids. We found a movie theater in town. And can you walk us through the, the site, the scenes of this movie theater and what the experience was like? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we for, we find this Kerala movie and bistro. We look at the menu, you know, micro-brews on tap, fried calamari, you know, what what have you. And we go find it. It's in the crevice of a, uh, of a strip mall, a painted yellow strip mall uh, with a sign, Kerala movie and bistro back here. It's like this little tiny you know, hand-lettered sign. So we walk in expecting, you know, well, you know, I don't, you know what we're expecting. Four movie stars. And bistro. We walk in and to the right is like this old, maybe it was a children's playground. There was definitely a foam floor sunken in with like three like foam blocks that were like half bitten away. <laughs> like they could have been in a fox's cage in a zoo. And uh, a gentleman behind the counter, one man working the Kerala movie and bistro, uh, standing behind a counter with the, all these empty food racks. I mean, there was like it was for sale, like he was getting ready to show it to us because we were interested in buying. <laughs> there were these glass cases empty. There were, uh, no, so there were no napkins. There were no cups. And we're like, is this the movie theater? And he, you know, he, him being from a, a, not of the United States and quite aloof and lethargic to the whole, the whole fact that we were there. Capitalism in general. (laughs) Yeah. Hating the fact that we came in for the 930 show. We were the only ones in the theater. He thought he was going to be able to close up early. And here we come strolling in at 940 at night. (laughs) You know, we leave the kids at home 
So he is just, you can tell he's just fit to be tied. Is this the theater, we ask? Blah, blah, eh? Like, he doesn't even answer us with words. He's so put off by us. So we, we, we almost had to get out of him, like, what we have to do. What do we have to do? We, had, we need to buy tickets. What do we need to do? So eventually he walks out from behind the counter and takes us into this back room with an even smaller counter where there's, like, these boxes of, like, dollar store candies piled up on the counter and reflecting their website, microbrews, etc. Behind the glass case cooler is a, a row of bush and three PBRs for sale, some Red Bulls and some popcorn that he opened up from a convenience store and dumped into the popcorn maker. There was just enough for one bag of popcorn. And we basically did his job for him. We're like, you know, can we have, how do we buy popcorn? We like made him explain it to us because we didn't know all while giving like peanuts, adult answers. And he was, I mean, I'm not, he wasn't deaf. I'm not making fun of him. I'm not making fun of him being deaf, which he wasn't. He was just so not interested in helping us. I mean, we're, and then hopefully he wasn't. And then we go, because this would just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honest to goodness, I don't think he was. But, you know, if he was, I'd take this all back. But, you know, and then, you know, we get our stuff. It's like, I don't even know how much it is. And, uh, and then we're going we're to go watch the 20, <laughs> as one is used to watching at a movie theater. We start to walk in. No, the other one's not, the other movie's not done yet. We had to stop. So we sit at the one table available to us in the bistro. And uh, we wait for him to peek in make sure you know there's people still in there so the credits are rolling he had to hoof it upstairs he had to like pre-set the you know the digital drive with the movie on it or something while we wait we go in you know he he lets us go in eventually after another couple comes out the previous couple that ruined his night which by the way it looked like there was some kind of transactional agreement between the couples that were already in that theater like they look like they were they wouldn't be caught in public together, if you get my. Oh meaning. yeah, it was totally like a backpage.com situation. <laughs> like I'm here, you're here, and uh, you know I'll know it's you when you buy two cans of Bush beer. <laughs> so I did buy a Bush because I'm like I'm here, I'm on vacation, I'm drinking a beer, and I haven't. You're meeting chastity from backpage.com. <laughs> So, uh, you know, he lets us go in to the, uh, the paper-thinned wall movie theater. We, while we watched our movie, we heard the entirety of Hitman <laughs> Agent 47 next to us. <laughs> and we watched uh, The Gift, which is the most, one of the most troubling films I've ever seen in my life, other than The Orphan, which is, the, you know, maybe my top two in troubling. <laughs> so w- what is the premise of The Gift? Can I ask? Oh boy, it's a it's about a rich couple that buys a home, and in the shopping for furniture, he sees someone that from his high school, Jason Bateman, and uh, his wife, and he like can't remember this guy, but he turns out to be kind of like socially awkward. Invites himself into the house, has dinner with them, and there's something going on in their past, and you're not sure what happened. And then you eventually you find out. So spoilers, what, what is it? You have to go see the gift in theaters. You know, pay your hard-earned money. 
Yeah, it's, I'm not sure we could even get into that live well, on tape. The last time we got into movie spoilers on this podcast, I think, was Man of Steel. And Ooh. we talked about it at the end of a show, and I think we ruined it for everybody, including Jonesy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I think Jonesy has only ever really seen Man of Steel like three weeks ago for the first time. He finally was emotionally... I think it's been on HBO, and I just flipped through it. I'm like, oh, wait, this is the part where Dale described how they demolish every city... On the planet. I don't need to effing see it. And I just throw the remote right. and walk out. The ash of the human remains on his lips as he kisses Lois Lane. <laughs> oh, man. That was a classic classic bit. Oh, that was a great bit. Now, uh, let's change gears. We obviously had a great time yeah. seeing the gift. The ending wasn't disturbing at all. Now, Jonesy loves beer. You're back. You're a week removed from the show. Keep in mind, broken ground, queen and country at the bottom of the hour. Our book club, Greg Rucka, Jonesy. Mm-hmm. You know, can you give us an update on uh, on your health status? You have a new jawbone. I have up to what is happening into fifth gear, and I have downloaded a new firmware life firmware update. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Jones OS nine on the horizon, <laughs> and Goodness. I got I got a new up two. You know, it's essentially the Up24 with a little tweaks. You know, they uh, they stopped production on Up24, which I had, I had worn since February. And now here we are in September, and I've upgraded to Up2. Uh, you know, initial reactions. Uh, much slimmer. You know, much slimmer doesn't get caught on my clothes. Uh, seems to be more water-resistant than the last. Doesn't have that annoying action button. Uh, cons... The clasp is GD aggravating. Like, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that you bought them because I think they just, like last week, announced a new clasp for the Up 2. You're joking me right now. No, I'm not joking. I'm going right to snap now. this I, over I, I wasn't head. sure if I wanted to tell you that they announced that or just give it to myself. But you waited till we were on the show, didn't you? <laughs> didn't you? Get that live reaction out of me. Also, uh, one of the shifts you in just, the firmware update is you don't have to tell it when you're sleeping. It just knows now. Yeah, I did the firmware update this afternoon. I'm pretty excited not to ever have to tap this thing to get it to do anything. Uh, I am super nervous about what the the gentle alarm will be will be like in this new band. So I did set a regular alarm. So we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. But now, can, uh, it can seems, we get a can we get an overall health update? The weight loss. What is the status? Sure, I'm uh, down to two sixty two. I just logged in uh, my weight today. So if you're if you're counting that, let me do the math real quick as uh, we're live to tape, uh, so you can edit this part out. So I started three nineteen minus two sixty two. It's fifty seven total pounds I've lost. Wow! Since hospital visit of December twenty fourteen. So fifty forty pounds of that was his leg. That is. <laughs> So, it did just take it in the end. And some of it was vacation weight, probably, that you'll put back on. You probably had some kind of a delicious dinner tonight. What did you have for dinner tonight, Chenzi? You're on vacation. Uh, right chicken pot pie. Oh, I had two health oh, It was delicious. Goodness um, me. To get what to the Jawbone app say about chicken pot pie? Tonight? I didn't log that, uh, uh-huh. coincidentally. But to get to my well, goal of 180, I got 77 more pounds to go. Hmm. And I'll be done. Well, I'm not done, tuned. but I'll be finished yeah so i figure one more year from today it took me nine months to get 57 
you know, one more year, 77. Give or take. You know, should be fun. We have one more item to cover before we get into Queen Country. Breaking news. Not breaking when this episode finally posts, but we have crossed the $200 threshold milestone for the Ooh. Patreon. So Adnaminity is thus forced to start her own comics podcast. Format, Jeez. name, cast of her choosing. She's pooing herself downstairs right now. Yeah, what is pooing the, all day. What is, what is the atmosphere in that home? Right now, yeah, is, is the tension level high? You, I mean, you did this to me. Slim, I didn't want to do this. Thrusting her, yeah, yeah. It, you thrusting her into the uh, this game by and and then putting words on the internet, sealing it. It's not very dissimilar from the usual vibe, which is high tension, high stress. You know, we're walking on marriage tightropes constantly. Bad enough that I lost my wedding ring in the ocean last week. Ooh, you know, that didn't yeah. help matters. Heard about that one. My you wife uh, asked if she should call Matt Lauer for you. He might and need to snort out there. That's a callback to an old Paper Cake episode, probably episode like 50, if anyone remembers that story. But there you have it. So stay tuned for news. The as-yet-untitled Adnimity Comics podcast project. You know, we'll see what happens. But we need to get into our book club. Queen and Country. Operation Broken Ground, which was issues one through four, I believe. Greg Rucka, Steve Rolston. Jonesy, please. So, the British. Are they still relevant? Queen and Country would convince you that they are. Uh, This follows the modern incarnation of MI6. uh, And essentially what is their... Double O section, which they call the Minders, and it follows one particular Minder uh, who is named Tara Chance, and she is a, a military expert, a sniper uh, by trade. And the volume opens up as Tara takes out a uh, general who has his hands on a dirty nuke, as they all do. Everybody has hands on dirty nukes in every property, so I'm not surprised here. Uh, and as a favor to the American CIA. So she manages to barely escape the assassination with her life, and the volume is the fallout, the entire fallout from Operation Broken Ground, which is the mission she was sent on. Uh, And it follows basically this country's retaliation against the Secret Intelligence Service. Uh, There is... A lot of in-depth politics between MI5, which is the domestic investigation part of the British government, versus MI6, who sent the mission in the first place. You know how they get along. Uh, all the while, cut uh, with these action sequences that are carried out by the minders, in particular Tara. So it's what I would call a modern political type drama, interspersed with some James Bond high action with uh, some very contemporary but maybe two-dimensional characters. I have yet to see the rest. And ends, of course, uh, with a bittersweet ending where Tara is able to get the people after her, expose some bureaucracy, but really, 
changes not the status quo. Join us next time for volume two of Queen and Country. <laughs> Summer of Queen and Country. <laughs> what if we just did that and kept calling it the summer of <laughs> Queen and Country? January first, the summer of uh, yeah. Greg Rucka. I don't know. I put, I petered out there. My bad, guys. Lay it on us, Dale. He he. What? <laughs> Sorry. He, um. This. Again, a book I had no, uh, I had no expectations, or I didn't know what to expect, and the amount of political storytelling and less, uh, the less action, I guess, oriented storytelling, kind of uh, put me. It put me off, not not off on the wrong foot, but it kind of. On a different pleasantly foot. surprised me a different foot yeah because most of this uh, most of uh, like I guess maybe in this format of uh, storytelling I would picture more uh, of an action oriented story but I was kind of hugely surprised to see that uh, it was basically four issues of the internal workings of MI6. And it was entertaining and kept me, like, wanting to read more. It was like, it's not even, I'm not, I'm, I don't even know what you could probably maybe compare it to. Maybe, maybe, like, when you see the inner workings of a Bourne movie, not necessarily the action sequences, but it's very, like, drama heavy. Mm-hmm. And with, with a plot line, that's cool. I mean, there, uh, MI6 is, uh, there's, like, um, you know, an attack on their own people, so they kind of circle the wagons to protect their own, which is pretty great because of the, you know, the tensions, the way they, uh, you know, some of the characters play off of each other. You don't think that's necessarily there in the beginning, but when it comes to protecting their own people, the, you know, their the department circles its own wagons and they really want to see to it that justice is served and maybe a little bit beyond that not justice but revenge and i was uh yeah i was definitely pleasantly surprised to see that there was so much that i was interested in in less of an action plot hmm. i could see queen and country as like a spec stri- uh spec script uh for like a Showtime, HBO, hourly drama, you know, set in MI6. And I don't want to sound inflammatory. While everything was good, I don't know if the comic is the best medium for this story to be presented in. Hmm. I felt like, I felt like visually it was confusing at times between, I mean, I knew the MI5 person, uh, I knew Tara by sight. But there are sometimes when there's like other minders or some personnel, you know, aside from the head of or the director, they call them of the minders. I was confused about who was on the page and had to like swipe back to remind myself who was who. And I don't know if that any of the dark haired men yeah. I got confused. <laughs> I don't know. It was, I don't know if the convention of the comic is I mean, it's still a great story. It doesn't retra- detract from Rucka's writing, but I, I think maybe as a TV show. Or you know any kind of serialized story, 
besides the comic, it might be a little better to parse who's who. And that was my only main negative to the story is that, you know, I should only have to read it once and get what's on the page. I shouldn't have to backtrack to, you know, remind myself who's who. You know, in a movie, yeah. it's easy. It, you know, it's played by different people. I think when I... The only anything I knew about Quinn and Country going in was the covers, and I, Tim Sale, I think, did the the covers for the first four issues. So I was expecting, like, high-end espionage shenanigans with a female lead. Like, a lot of action, explosions, and it like, was the opposite like, of that. I, I wanted to... Like born identity, like Lazarus, like Lazarus, right? Yeah, because Lazarus, I think, has both. Like it has the drama conversations, and then like explosive violence and action. Mm-hmm. And this one was like, as soon as I opened the page, I was like, "Whoa, black and white! What's going on here?" So that like immediately set me on a different path. And and I've I was I was privately g chatting Dale about how I felt like I finished you it, you know, super fast. Uh, like I blew through it on the train ride, I think yesterday and I don't know how I felt about it. Actually. I, I don't, it, there, I don't think there was enough there or, and Jones is your thoughts on it. Maybe comics not being the best fit, at least in our view of like, what would make this a great, uh, storytelling, um, product for somebody. I don't know. I don't know what I thought about it. Maybe I'm just. I, well, I'm not into MI5 versus the Minders and like you know one boss really trying, really hating MI5 and trying to protect his team and trying to stick it to them and you know going behind his back to save his team. Like I, I don't know what it is about that that just didn't click for me. But it just for whatever reason in this book it actually just didn't you know didn't light my loins ablaze. I can, I mean, I can say, flipping from the the first the cover and then this big splash page, the first two Tim Sales pages, to the art style of the rest of the book was kind of like, I don't know, it was just like kind of like whoa, wasn't expecting that mm-hmm. drastic of a change, but this was more like a. Um, like a cartooning, like Usagio, like art style, which is funny because Stan Sakai did the interludes to, in the volume, but it's very much more like, I guess, plain, not plain, I don't want to use that word, but a more basic looking art style to the, to the, mm-hmm. the comic. And maybe like, like Jonesy hit on, you could probably convey the politics of such a thing better in a TV kind of format. Like, I like that Greg Rucka chose this medium to, tr- to tell this. I mean, and obviously it went for, what, six or seven volumes, five or six volumes. So, yeah. so it's there. It makes, like, even the fact that, no, there's more that exists, like, makes me think something something is right with it but it's it's just it's like a different seems like a different tone than what you're used to in a comic Mm -hmm. for the first four issues which i found kind of cool and refreshing but it definitely like i'm trying to think of something 
that would like translate better. Like the only thing I can think of offhand because I can't think very deeply is the West Wing, which is which I've never seen, but I just imagine the West Wing is all about politics and it and MI6 lasted M- forever. MI6 is in like every other episode of West Wing. And MI6 as far is as I'm aware. you know as far as I know Rob Lowe was in is definitely in MI6. Yeah. In that show. Season five. MI five too. MI five, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. But yeah. I, I think this one and I actually remarked to at Nimidity afterward because I told her I finished it, I told her I, I didn't really in love it. And I jokingly said this is probably gonna get the classic, you know, keep reading. Get to volume two. Wait until you get to volume two. Oh yeah. Which is which is the patented, if you didn't like volume one, I think everyone says that. And we heard it famously for Savage Dragon. Uh, this is obviously a very different <laughs> book. But I do don't think that, the artist... Don't put that name in the show notes because we will get hit up. <laughs> There's Someone has a Savage Dragon like Tumblr search bot. Just like, yeah. you know, Slan Dot on Twitter. There's like an alarm in the house that goes off and a siren. And you gotta you run to that computer to find out what's going on. There's always something manning the savagedragon.net Twitter account. <laughs> but the artist changes, and I, I don't want to discount the artist at all in this book because I feel like, you know, Lazarus we love. Even if Michael Lark had done the first four issues of this, I, I still would have the same opinion of it. You could have gotten Tim Sale to do the first uh, uh, four issues and I would have felt the same way. Who did the art on the backups? Or the the th- whatever was at the end of the volume. Does anyone know who did the art for that? No. I felt like no. I, I, it was kind of a weird, like Tim Sale vibe. But his art was further along than whoever did that artist. Um. But yeah, anyway, I I don't know what it was about this volume, but there's there's definitely a few things that you know, and probably some of my preconceived notions of it just didn't didn't connect with me for whatever reason. And you know, obviously, it's not to discount Greg Rucka because we've done various episodes entirely based on runs of comics that he's done. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously, you know, I'm probably out the odd man out here and saying that just didn't click for me because obviously it clicked for most people because it went on for so long. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just, I think that us being able to just look at that and say, look how deep the catalog goes and it's still, you know, pined for, that there's definitely something there. And I, I mean, you know, who, who knows come around the uh, extra monthly episode. You may have found out that I've read further. You, know, you, you probably, don't even know. Probably read the next six trades before we record that know. monthly show. You know, Jonesy yeah. doesn't even know. He doesn't even know what to say anymore about this I, book. What's that? I, I don't know, because here's the thing. I, I'm so shell-shocked after my Transmetropolitan episode uh, that I'm was like three years ago. To try, listen, shell yeah, shock can last forever. Actually, I think the expiration right. date is three years and one day. So get off my back. Uh, I, I everything on paper like says to me this should be one of the best books I've ever read. Right? I mean, politics, action, yeah, I James Bondian. I, like mm-hmm. it should be. I should be sitting here telling you, you guys are off your rocker and you guys need to revisit this, but I can't, there's just something. 
and I don't know if it's because I have such high expectations of whatever Greg Rucka puts out that if they don't meet, meet these insanely high expectations of the story mm-hmm. that, you know, nothing's ever going to match up to like his Punisher run or whatever. And that makes me feel bad. But at the same time, like I wouldn't pick up Queen and Country Volume 2 based on what I read in Volume 1. It's not a bad story. Uh, I hate to Farrington everybody and say it was good, not great. But, you know, there's nothing about it that was so capturing to me that I need to continue reading. And I feel bad saying that because it's so beloved by people who have said, I think uh, the intern was like, oh, Paper Keg finally doing one of the greats, Queen and Country. And I'm like, okay, no pressure. You know, Uh, certainly. The Transmetropolitan episode 41 recorded January 16th, 2012. So I the episode that almost really ended the show, really. So do I? Am I? Have I reached my expiration date? January twenty twelve. Yeah. Yeah. See, you know what? Why gotta be trolling so, like that, bro? If I just want to read some of the some of the notes from that episode, we talked about the Night of the Owls crossover. Wow. Which I don't even know. Was that an actual crossover named Night of the Owls? Yeah, I, I think remember. that was volume one for Nightwing. Congeal was a word that was mentioned. Mm. Walt Simonson coming to the Avengers. Mark, rest in peace, says mostly incorrect things about Bendis's future on the Avengers. Uh, and apparently in the lightning round, someone lightning round, lightning round did uh, the entire Planetary series. Ooh, I think that might have been you. <laughs> Total cop out right there. <laughs> that might have been a lightning busy week out. where I didn't have a whole lot of time to read. <laughs> You know, yeah, sure. Maybe I recently read the whole Planetary series. Who knows? Right. You could either get a lightning round out of it or an entire episode out of it. You know? Either way. I don't know with paper cake. Uh, Do we have anything else to say about Queen and Country? I don't want to drag it on in case we... Because I I, I had a feeling it was going to be a short book club. And I feel confirmed. Yeah, I mean, I I just think, like, this was 2001... You know, maybe, and he's definitely trying something that, to my knowledge, hasn't been tried a whole lot, you know, and for for me personally, this is one of the only ones that kind of like specializes in this type of um, pacing and storytelling, but, you know, that's all, that's all I'm going to say. There you have it. Queen and Country, Volume 1. We got your letters I'm gonna open them up Farrington's gonna read them To you Rest in peace Letters at paperkeg.com I actually just got a letter from Baltimore Comic Con FYI (laughs) I feel like I get a lot of those But right around the corner folks It's like two weeks, week and a half Week and a half, babe Uh Justin, a week and a half. Fudge. Cannot wait. Which car are we taking? Are you taking Jonesy's, uh, Jonesy's new new fancy Suburban? I think I'm picking up at the 8 o'clock hour. Oh, my gosh. Because uh, we can take, we, can, we might be able to take mine. Yeah, the Mazda 5, you know, living it up in the fa- familial mm. minivan station wagon. That's, that's up Jonesy, to you. Immediately uneasy. Not Jonesy not driving. Immediately uneasy. I'm, you know, I'm switching I don't want to make Jonesy I'm uneasy. I'm okay without not driving. I'm okay. If Jonesy doesn't want to be uneasy, we'll take whatever. Eyes darting around. He's, he's getting dodgy right now. He's ready to climb out that window. 
Our first letter. Okay. That's it. Go ahead. <laughs> it says, gents, uh, it's been a while since I've written in, but wanted to assure you that I have not missed an episode. I wanted to make sure I got a letter in before the epic event, otherwise known as Baltimore Comic Con. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing you guys in person, but I'm unsure if I am physically able to hang at the hotel bar for an entire day whilst consuming excessive quantities of a liquid referred to as vodka ciders. Mm. I will definitely buy a round at the bar, but we'll need to show some self-control after that. I would hate to spend the rest of the day slash night puking to a plastic bag. Am I right? Uh, as a side note, my circle of friends and I go to OBX every year and have never had anything but a great time. May I suggest some pool volleyball? That's assuming your house is not just limited to a hot tub. Uh, keep up mm. the excellent work, guys. Thanks for all you do. Uh, that's Joe at Joe Kerr's Asylum on the Twitter. Vocker Ciders, Baltimore. Soda's written. That's a great letter, Soda's Joe. Written. Thank Soda's you. Done. You know, I didn't. I didn't drink a lot during our vacation, but the final day, you know, I sat down. and I had a cheeseburger at a restaurant, and I ordered a vodka Red Bull, and it just felt right. You know. Did it? It just felt really, really right. I'm glad. I'm glad that it felt right. Yeah. That'll, that'll probably be my drink of choice in Baltimore. Oh, man. You are going to be vibrating through the hotel walls, the lobby. In their Uber cars, photoing oh, yeah. everything. Wait, I mean, honestly, guy, we really don't need to show up at the con, right? We just uh, Let's not. Let's not and say we did. It's going to be like 200 degrees, just like last year, walking around the streets oh, of Baltimore. Man. Luckily, the only thing going for us there is it's like three weeks later than last year. Oh, thank God. So hopefully, you know, that sun shining, like, you know, the way the the Baltimore streets are laid out, the sun is like east to west following us the entire time we walk. Uh, You know, it's a little frustrated, little, get you a little flustered. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be waking you up at 6 a.m. every morning for us to go for a run down by the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be. Sweating, vodka ciders <laughs> through our pores. It's gonna be a wonderful time. At Naminity will be there. You know, podcasting sen- sensation. Maybe by that time, her show will have debuted. Whoa! You know, who knows? Isn't that funny how she just randomly told you that she was going to be there? Like you don't live in the same house. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah. I told you. See you there. She remember she, she practically just wrote a letter into Paper Keg <laughs> saying that she would see us there. Listen, Baltimore. I mean, I did say early in the show that tensions are high. <laughs> no, it's fever just, pitch uh, I, in this house. I personally can't wait to run into it. Nimity, uh, we're probably going to have a drinking contest like Raiders right of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> just <saying. laughs> uh, good times. Is that it for letters? That's it. That's okay. it, yeah. You know, if I get coddly, just real quick. Uh-oh. It's been a, you know, just, we, we've had an off couple of weeks here, uh, but we we launched the uh, Patreon, went on vacation. There was no, sh- there was no sh- uh, show post announcing the book club last week, but with our new recording dates and stuff, we're getting that all figured out. We're probably going to be posting the show announcement posts the day we record the day after the show comes out to, you know, normal, to iTunes. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll figure it out. I remember we're gonna get... I was I was privately G-chatting Dale today asking, you know, we're talking about the show post and 
if he had the time to do it today, if if I could use one word oh, to describe his mood, it would be suicidal. <laughs> a little too uh, churlish for the uh, air. <laughs> Might be a new Twitter bio. Too churlish for air. <laughs> what a show. You know? Great show. It was yeah, I forgot show. to mention, too, that you know, I don't. I don't want it to be a thing where we like talk about Patreon all the time, and everyone's just like, "Oh, I got Patreon again." Everybody, we're we're over it. But I do want to say that we did make that top secret RSS feed for Patreon backers that gets every show on the network early, along with the top secret sauce stuff, which should be coming very hot and spicy for Baltimore Comic Con. Blicks. You know, you put that in your podcast feed. It's got fancy new artwork from at Catcher on Twitter. What more do you need? Mm. Really? Every show, one feed, Catcher's artwork. I heard that there's a book jug possibly coming down the pike. You know, it could be just days okay. away. Mm, Dale, what it do you think? be there by the time this show posts. <sighs> what? Next week, Attack on Titan. Volume 1. It's happening. It's real. We'll see everybody next week. Gnosis Dale underscore A. Mm. Yeah. I miss yeah, what Xbox what Xbox game are you playing uh tonight? What are you what are you planning on over there? Mm. Or are you heading back to Don't. Tet? Some Tet offensive documentary on Netflix. <sighs> Now you're just tempting me. You are tempting me away from editing Book Jug right after the show. I was going to uh, swing by on my way home and get Destiny the Taken King. I did not, however. I'm saving my money for another couple days at least. Mm-hmm. Until I figure out what I really want to do with my money. I will buy Destiny, only play it once with Jonesy, but it will be a mm. great time. That one time will be, yeah, we'll plasma oh. arrows flying through the air. How much mm, is the Taken King, and what's the benefit of buying a uh, hard copy for resale value? I don't know. Uh, for well, for me personally, the hard copy from Best Buy would be only forty eight dollars, as opposed to sixty. Jeez! You wow! Because of the Gamer Club Unlocked at Best Buy, so. Hmm. Um, what's the Gamer Club Unlocked? What is that? If you pay twenty or thirty dollars for the to be in the gamer club unlocked, you get twenty percent off all new games from Best Buy for two years. Wow! Yeah, just pretty hmm. pretty crazy. It adds up really quickly. Um, that's why I usually stick s- still with physical media, just because it's just so cheap from Best Buy. Plus, they price match everything now. Yeah, they do price match everything. So, 
and anything if they can if you can provide a link to somewhere they will price match it you know if it's from like a not a eBay store or something yeah, like that yeah if you just but, like show them your phone like an Amazon listing that's like an item sold on Amazon mm-hmm. they'll just match it like right there even if you're a prime member um or no yeah, well, uh, I don't think the Prime prices change. Like, if you're a Prime member, I think Prime really only impacts shipping prices. Oh, like okay. free. Because, like, I walked in to look at a monitor pricing hmm. for my home office, and they had something that was more expensive, but I needed it. It was, like, $15, so I was like, all right. And then I was like, I saw their flyer. I was like, you guys just match Amazon prices? And they're like, yes. Do I just, like, show you my phone? Because that's, like, all you have. So I just like showed them the mm-hmm. listing in the app, and they're like, "Okay, yeah," and they discount the price. Huh? Yeah, bonkers. Um, so you know, since considering we, I never made the Destiny purchase to begin with. With the Taken King, you get the free game, you get all the expansions up until this expansion that just came out for uh, forty-eight bucks from Best Buy. So how about them removing what's his face audio? Yeah, they just took them completely out. Wait, didn't what? They? Yeah, what? How did? Wait, the, what? The, the little floating guy, whatever that. Yeah, uh, guy's he's name is. Uh, Peter Dinklage. They they've replaced all his audio with someone else. Why? Because he was so bad, stunk. Well, you know, it was difficult. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> terrible. Wow, which is, okay. I didn't I didn't expect them to do that so late in the game. I guess they just I anticipate know. this game going on forever, so they're like, eh, maybe we should replace him. Wow, I I think because I think because with this, I mean, with the expansion that came out, the Taken King, like it's it is like relaunching t- at a new number one for a comic. Like mm. they are going whole hog into trying to sell this thing thing to uh, new customers and old customers alike. Wow. It's a huge push. Hmm. I'll tell you what I'm playing right now. Talk to me, Bip. Metal Gear 5. You guys ever get into the Metal Gear? Dale, I know you haven't. Matt, you ever play? Uh, I played once, but it was too slow for me. You get that on PS4? Is that what's happening over there? I did. That's why you guys don't see me in your feed. Yeah, why do, why do you shun us on the Xbox, Jonesy? I, sh- I, I shun you not. I just prefer files? to play the games where we'll all be together on the Xbox. I don't know why. Hmm. Probably because the PlayStation 4 is connected to the nice TV upstairs, and I don't want to sit in a hard folding chair downstairs to play the Xbox One. I guess you the truth is coming out, finally. You know? Finally, we're getting the truth. Spill your feet out. up on the Thomas table downstairs. What's wrong with that? <laughs> why can't it all be hooked up upstairs? There's a Gordon in my butt. HDMI inputs limited upstairs. Is that what? Yeah. What's going on? Come on, can't you uh, unplug that stuff and move it up there? And I could. I could. It's just laziness. That's that's the biggest factor. It sounds like you should just buy another Xbox, put it up there. I mean, that's ultimately going to be my goal: is just have it be Mm -hmm. a two Xbox One household. So, how was uh, Metal Gear Five? It's really good. It reminds me a lot of GTA Five, if it were combined with uh like black ops now you pick you like you're basically you start off during the cuban missile crisis and you're kind of like disavowed and you're uh you kind of get caught 
then you wake up nine years later in the wilds of Afghanistan and you have to like rebuild your mercenary army. And you're like, so you operate out of this abandoned oil rig and you fly into the deserts of Afghanistan. You kind of like collect volunteers and resources and kind of build your own army. And that's pretty neat. It's good stuff. Great, amazing, probably graphics on par with Arkham Knight as far as the use of the next gen platforms. Mm. There you go. Wow. The um, the only stealth game I really liked was I think Splinter Cell, the one with the multiplayer, where mm. like you could be the stealth guy, or. You had to choose. Like, if you're in a group with your friends, you were the stealth guy that needed to get into the building versus, like, the brute, like, a black ops soldier that had a gun and could run. This this actually, like, it because, yeah, previous Metal Gears, if you were, you had to be stealthy. If you were discovered, you could take, like, three shots, maybe, and you mm-hmm. were dead. But in this one, you can actually... Uh, have your team's R&D you either stealth gear or tank gear, and you can play either way. You can play super stealthy, you can play I'm a tank, I'm going to run in, or you could play a mix of both. And the the game is fun in which the AI learns which type of way you play, and it makes it harder for you. Like It, it makes it more challenging. Like For instance, uh, I do all my raids at night, so I've discovered that the soldiers wear night vision goggles, expecting me to be around at night. And then I read somewhere, if you did the opposite, if you run and gun during the day, they will wear, like, better body armor. So, <laughs> it's cool. Definitely, if you're a Metal Gear fan and you follow the story, I mean, this is going to be the last one, I think, starring the, the main character, the, the current main character. I just feel like from what little I know of Metal Gear, there's just no way I could ever find myself coming to understand what I missed out on at this point. You know what I mean? Just because it's so like, just the names and the the names alone are like so outlandish and wild. Like, how is this? How does this get me pumped up for? How do I take this seriously? When uh, Big Boss and the Diamond Dogs or whatever and Nuke Face, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Skull Face. Nuke Face from the... F- yeah. yeah, it's... You know, the the franchise was based basically on like cheesy 80s action movies to begin with. So like it was based on Commando and Escape from New York and you know the code names are, are supposed to be kind of laughable because it's like a send up to the action movies at that time. So the code the code names are like Solid Snake, Gray Fox, Big Boss, like it's all machismo kind of cheesy action movie stuff. So the only problem now is it's endured for you know, was it you know, twenty odd years. So you know, no one's gonna right. no one's gonna name their main character Big Boss in GTA six, you know what I mean? Or maybe and, they and would. Big I Boss don't know. is Solid Snake. Like I don't get yeah, our, it. Solid Snake is Big Boss. Without, with at the risk of this becoming the Metal Gear podcast. So, Solid Snake was the original main character, and uh, you play him from Metal Gear Solid all the way up until 
Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, there's uh, Metal Gear 3 and the current one, you're playing his paternal father, who is also went by the codename of Snake back during the 60s and 70s. But he's referred to as Big Boss because... See, this is so effing convoluted. It makes it, it's like laugh. So, now it's convoluted it's and funny that you have to that you're saying those names out loud. <laughs> so, yeah, there you have it. So right now, currently in the franchise, it's its dad. Mm, okay. Does his dad become like a villain? Yeah. In his, present day, his dad is the. Uh, antagonist Big of the of Big Boss <laughs> of Metal Gear One, Metal Gear Two, and does sort he know of Metal that Gear he's Solid. his dad in the in the older games? He finds out in the first Metal Gear Solid game, not the original spoilers. Nintendo games. I watched. <laughs> I watched the documentary of the Superman Lives, making like remember that guy that had the Kickstarter. He wanted to find out what the story was of the Nick Cage Superman Tim Burton movie that never made, never was made. Oh wow! And I never heard of that. Yeah, it was actually really well done because aside from him interviewing Kevin Smith, because obviously Kevin Smith, I've you know probably everyone's seen his DVD where he explains the story about how he wrote the script for Superman Lives, and he dealt with the John Peters producer who did Batman. It turns out to be kind of like a total weirdo. So he interviews John Peters, which I was shocked mm. at. So you get the other side of the story of the Kevin Smith story that's been going on for 20 years. So John Peters is interviewed. Kevin Smith is interviewed. Tim Burton is interviewed. They interview the concept artists for the movie, the costume designer. And wow. they show the footage, which he, I think he called the Holy Grail footage, of Nicolas Cage coming in and trying on the costume like three different times which I didn't know the footage existed because it hasn't even really circulated online since this came out, which really? I thought it would. Wow. So they show Nicolas Cage with like the long hair putting the suit on and him and Tim Burton like joking around about the script and stuff while he's trying it on. There's also another video where he dresses up as Clark Kent, like in a you know blazer and slacks and... He like doesn't like the shirt he's wearing on underneath, and Nicholas Cage is like, "Yeah, let's." He should be wearing something like a Mickey Mouse shirt, like underneath. And so he's like walking around as kind of this like goofy, nerdy Clark Kent, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, no one could really think I'm Superman walking around like this." And it was like really fascinating just seeing all this <laughs> stuff happen. Footage is just like mind blowing. Seeing Nicholas Cage in this suit with a long hair, and then I think he comes again later as they progress in the suit, but now he doesn't have the long hair. I don't know what he was filming at the time, so now he's got the short hair, he's like balding, and he's also in the suit. And it's like so weird seeing him move around. Um, The conversations they have about like, you know, planning the script with Tim Burton in the background, just like a VHS tape pretty much of him putting the costume on. And the guy who's directing the movie is like, and then I saw this one moment where I see them take the photo that became the popular photo of Nicolas Cage in the suit. That was like, mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh my God, this is terrible. Nicolas Cage's like, eyes are half closed. He looks like high as a kite. And it's just a terrible photo. And obviously that photo was never supposed to get out and stuff. But what I never had seen before was like actual, kind of like almost pressy shots of Nicolas Cage in the suits. 
like a full on suit that was going to be used for the movie pretty much. Oh. So they showed like a, like a, like, um, like a, a sheet of all those photos and I'd never seen them before. So I quick like Googled Nicholas Cage, Superman suit and you can see one of them, but it was like really super interesting. But the work they put into it and eventually when it was like kiboshed, Kevin Smith was like fired off the project like really early on. But mm. highly recommended. I'm I'm totally Googling Nick Cage. There's there was a lot of it like um, That cod piece is so distracting. Superman Liz. He's got like yeah, high actually, waisted bikini. They, I didn't anywhere. realize that either because I looked when you look at the photos, it's like super cod piece action. There's one shot where somebody has photoshopped him with the curl in his hair and it still looks ridiculous another one in the wind column great show see that there I guess we don't have much of a choice you know yeah Dale just ended right there saying great show thanks Dale Dale's Dale's, Dale's shutting his laptop right now 